0: But Second John tonight, chapter one, and we'll start reading in verse three. It says, "Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love." I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee. But that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after His commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves, that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that biddeth him godspeed speed is partaker of his evil deeds. And so uh, right here we see a great passage about just not allowing false doctrine and your lives don't allow you know people coming in your house and of course this is a popular verse that we like to use for the jehovah's witnesses and uh, i don't know what they do with this in their bible i to look it up sometimes but you know it talks about those uh who do not teach you know that in both christ and the father and you know then we know that they don't believe in the trinity they don't believe jesus is god and i mean this passage definitely fits them really good but, the part, but you know, we're not going to talk about the Jehovah's Witnesses tonight, even though that passage does apply to them. But I want you to notice how God said here, He said not to even bid them Godspeed, which is basically, uh, it's just a, a blessing that you say. You know? Just like if you tell somebody goodbye. okay, you're, you know, you're wishing them good as they go on their way. You know, it's, a, it's a polite thing, a pleasant thing. You know, back in the old days and even now, uh, the Jewish people, they'll say things like shalom, which just means peace. You know, you're you're wishing them a blessing, right? And that's uh, you know that's a good thing. It's a kind thing. But when someone is doing evil, when somebody is in the very act or in the process of doing evil, the Bible says not to wish them Godspeed. If you do, it says that you are a partaker of their evil deeds. In other words, you're you're taking part. And you think, well, how is that taking part? you know let's say a Jehovah's Witness has come by your house and now and this has happened to me many times when I've been out knocking doors, maybe I 'll knock on the door of a Catholic or something, okay, and we believe a completely different doctrine than they do, don't we? I mean, we could say that our doctrines are uh, against each other quite a bit, right? but yet I've had many Catholic people tell me how wonderful it is that I 'm doing this. Oh, I think that's just wonderful that you you all are out doing this, and the truth is. Uh, if they were a good Catholic, they wouldn't think that was wonderful. Because I'm going and I'm giving a message that's different than the one that they believe. But boy, you know, they'll go and they'll say all these nice things about me and you know, almost make me feel good. I would feel good, except I'm so confused that they are <laughs> blessing me on my way. They, should, they shouldn't be doing that uh, if, if, they're, if they believe that they're right. They should be uh, discouraging me. And I've had a couple that did that, and you know, at least they were sincere. And what they were doing, but when someone is doing something, whether it's good or bad, you know, if you're doing something good, for example, it's nice when somebody recognizes that and appreciates that, and you know, wants you wants you to be blessed, you know, that says kind words to you while you're doing that. We all appreciate when we're doing something, you know, maybe you're doing a work for the Lord, and you, you know, and somebody recognizes it, and somebody blesses you with kind words. And you know what? It makes you want to keep doing it, doesn't it? You know, when you do something good and people criticize you, what do many people want to do? Well, they want to quit, don't they? But when somebody, you know, they build you up, they say kind things, it just motivates you to keep doing it. And when somebody is doing evil, for example, if a Jehovah's Witness is out knocking on doors... And you go and you build them up and tell them how great they are and courageous. You know, hey, I'm a Baptist. I don't agree with your doctrine, but I just think it's great that you're this bold. I think it's great that you're this sincere. And boy, you are wonderful people. Well, but they're gonna. That's gonna motivate them to go to the next house. You know. And what have we just now done? We have taken part in their evil deeds. We've encouraged them when we should be discouraging them. And not just with false witnesses, but we can do this in pretty much anything across the board, any evil that's going on. And I believe you know, we live in a world today that's just being overrun by evil, and the type of evil we see in the world today is nothing new. You know, my wife and I are always discussing different things that you see going on in the world, but it's like you know what that was going on in the Bible days too, wasn't it? And you know, we always think everything is you know completely worse, and you know this is. You know, horrible, and you know it's never been this bad. You know, but the truth is, there is a little difference. I believe in today's evil that's different than back in the you know old days. And one is that is just how openly everyone is about the evil that they're doing. People aren't ashamed about it one bit, and the reason is there's very little opposition to to the evil that's going on in our country today. And the truth is, most of the people in our country that are helping support this evil are many people who call themselves Christians. And they don't even realize that they are supporting evil. They don't realize that they are actually taking part in the evil. And listen, some of these things I'm going to be talking about tonight, you think, oh, I'm not participating in evil. You may be surprised. Okay? When you look at the Bible and what it has to say about this subject, I think sometimes you know i had look at myself and say, you know, in a way, I've contributed to this. I think it's something we really ought to take a good look at and just be honest with yourselves, okay? And don't get mad at me, I'm not just preaching to you tonight. I'm preaching to myself too. But how do we partake in evil? Well look at Proverbs chapter twenty nine and verse seven. Proverbs chapter twenty nine and verse seven. It says the righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regard not to know it. Okay, the righteous considers the cause of the poor. A righteous person, if something's going on in someone's life, okay, a poor person, for example. One, a a poor person is somebody that you cannot benefit from. Someone, he can't do anything for you. But you see that they're struggling. You see that things are going against them. If you're a righteous person, you're going to be concerned about that. But a wicked person, I don't want to know. If they're being treated unfair, if they're being treated unjust, the wicked says, "I'd just rather not know." And why don't they want to know? You know, why don't people want to know what's going on in our country? There's there's a lot of unfairness that goes on in our country. There's a lot of unfairness in our government and even in our own community. And many times we just rather not know about it because we all know that if we do know that somebody's treated unfair that we probably should say something about it, shouldn't we? We know that we should probably make some noise. And one of the ways I believe that we are unknowingly supporting evil is just by being silent when it comes to all the evil that's going on. We just we don't say anything. It's like we plug our ears and we close our eyes. That way, we won't hear what's going on. We don't want to know what's going on because if we know what's going on, we know we should be saying something about it. And just hide your eyes and plug in your ears, it's not going to do any good. I remember when I was in school one time during the recess, we were uh, we were outside playing, and we knew it was getting close to the time to go back to work, and you know the teachers would always come tell us, and we were up playing in this one area where they couldn't see us, and I remember we just sat up there and we plugged our ears for a long time so we wouldn't be able to hear them. And then that way, when we were late going back from break, you know, we wouldn't be able to get in trouble because what we didn't hear. You know and it didn't work. <laughs> she didn't fall for it one bit. we still got in trouble. But we didn't hear. You know why? Because we plugged our ears. Okay? And the truth is, we knew, you know we knew it was time. We knew we knew we needed to get back there. But you know, many people, we know deep down inside, we know about all the wickedness that's going on. We know about all the corruption that's going on in our country, and yet we just try to plug our ears and hide our eyes. And not understanding that when we do that, we're partaking in the evil. You think well, how was that participating in the evil? Listen, our politicians are all a bunch of cowards. Okay, the governor of Indiana right now, coward. Okay, they pass a religious religious freedom bill, and then all the homosexuals start squawking. And what does he do? What I mean, he just backs down. I mean, he just cowers like a you know little girl getting kicked by a bunch of bullies. I mean, just. You know, oh, you know, we never intended to, you know, discriminate against them. Oh, you know, we we never meant to do that. You know, we're going to make sure that we clarify this, and you know, and then Arkansas, the same thing happens. I mean, these politicians are just wimps. And and why doesn't any of them just stand up and say we don't care what these people think? Why don't they say that? Well, because they know they'd be done for. They knew, know, the news media would be all over them, and that the other people that have the power to maybe throw them out of office. Would probably do it. And the truth is, we see the way these people just bent, are bending over backwards for the homosexual crowd. Why are they doing that? Because they're very loud. There's not that many of them, but boy, are they loud. And when they feel they're being treated unfair, they know how to make a lot of noise. They get a lot of help from the news media and stuff. But I mean, look at the way they try to bend over backwards for them. But Christians, when it comes to what's actually right and wrong, we don't make any noise. And therefore, they're not afraid of us. We don't pose any kind of threat. We don't do anything about what's going on. We're just completely silent. We let them pass bill after bill. We let you know we let these politicians that are just, I mean, doing garbage, just keep on getting elected. And we don't say anything. Many Christians today they don't want to vote. I don't want to vote. They're all bad. Well, then go in and write in somebody's name. You know, I mean, do, do something. Have some kind of a voice. That way, people will know that hey, there is opposition. You know, there's been people I've voted against. Okay, like judges and stuff. I didn't know a thing about them, but I just I just want them to think hey, somebody's paying attention. Somebody doesn't like me, so they'll kind of get their act together. And that maybe that's wrong, but yeah, the last election I just voted against all the judges that were in there. <laughs> that's terrible. I thought hey, I don't know these people, but I just them to know we're being watched. They're being watched. And uh, I want them to think I better judge justly, because people are out there paying attention, and some people don't like me. And so that's not right. You shouldn't have done that. Well, hey, I just wanted to send a message. (laughs) And uh, and we need to make some noise. We really do. And we're silent. Psalms chapter fifty verse seventeen says, "Seeing thou hatest instruction, and castest my words behind thee, when thou sawest a thief." Then thou consentedst with him and hast been partaker with adulterers. Thou giveth thy mouth to evil and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother. Thou slanderest thine own mother's son. These things thou hast done and I kept silence. though Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such an one as thyself. But I will reprove thee and set them in order before thine eyes. Notice how He says, and I kept silence. He said, thou thoughtest that I was altogether such a one as thyself. When you hear people talking about evil and discussing evil, and you just sit there in silence, they think, he must agree with me. When these politicians get up and they make their speeches and you know they go to all these communities and things. I mean, some of these guys, I know the hecklers all get thrown out, but you know what? Maybe if they were throwing out half the crowd, you know, well, they'd probably stop making those speeches, which would mean less lying going on. But the truth is, we just, people sit there in silence. They let them get away with it. And I'm telling you, when some of these guys, when they get up talking, I mean, crowds should be going nuts the way they're lying. But they don't do it. And so they think it's okay. Everybody's silent. I mean, they do. They try to pass these bills and things and they're they checking. They're testing the waters. They're going to see if there's any kind of response. And so many times, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nobody makes any noise. And so, oh, wow, we got away with that? Well, you know what? Let's try a little more. And that happens all the time. You know, It happens in churches. Preachers, they can get up. They can preach false doctrine and nobody says anything. Nobody takes a Bible and says, hey, uh, that's not right. Hey, everybody must have agreed with me. They all sat there in silence and people will take that as agreement. They must think the way I think. Why? Just because they didn't say anything. And I tell you, I would just, I would love it. I don't think people ought to get violent or anything, but I would love it if when these politicians started going out and making these public speeches, if the crowd just started going nuts and they, those guys just finally had to leave. Because nobody's listening to them. Because people aren't going to put up with lies anymore, and unfortunately, they're getting away with it over and over again. You know, you don't, I mean, and we don't even realize that that silence it it does it emboldens them. Okay, the news media that's out there. Nobody should be watching their their shows. You know, they, I don't know how they do it, but they know how many viewers and things they have. They know about their ratings, and you know what? Thankfully, you know places like MSNBC, their ratings stink. But you know what? I mean, they it, they ought to be even worse than they already are. All of them. I mean, their ratings ought to go down the tubes, but they don't. You know why? Because people are watching, and as long as enough people are watching, you know that in itself it, it says something, and. You know, when you're just watching their news, you can't say anything about it. Okay, I've been there before and I've been watching the news and I start yelling at the TV. It's like, who do these people think we are? How stupid do they think we are? But the truth is, they don't hear. But one thing they do know, somebody's watching it and it helps their ratings and that's all they really care about. And that silence that we have and you yelling at your TV, that still counts as silence. Okay, and it emboldens them. And we are partaking in their evil deeds. We need to correct people, especially when it comes to false doctrine. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 10 says Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame to even speak of those things which are done of them in secret, but all things that are reproved, Are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. We're supposed to reprove it, and you know I try to be polite and stuff. But there are some times when people start just saying stupid stuff. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, it works sometimes. You'll hear people talking, and if they're talking to me, you know, I want to be polite. But sometimes stuff will come out of people's mouth that's just so stupid and so wrong. And I will, with a very nice voice, have to tell them how wrong they are. Because I can't, if, if I just sit there and let them spew that stupidity to me, and I don't say anything, they're going to think I agree. They're going to think that he's okay with what I just said. And I'm, I'm going to do something. Listen, I know there's some things these days in the workplace you can get in trouble for. But you know if you know if you're working with somebody and they say something you know like you know I don't see what's wrong you know people should be able to marry whoever they want as long as they find love. Well, I can't say anything; I'd lose my job. Well, here's the thing: if you don't say anything, they're going to think you agree. So here's what you do: you don't say anything; you just make a face like you're about to throw up, and okay? maybe go ahead and throw up. You can't get in trouble for that. <laughs> you just, I mean, do, do something. To let them know that man, you are dead wrong, and I don't agree with that one bit. Okay, and you know, there's coded ways you can say those things. I've I've done it plenty of times, and you know, I said I said some really nice stuff about Muslims this week. We were we were in the break room, and the news came on, uh, and they were showing over in Kenya how these Muslims are they're going and they're killing Christians over there, and I was just like, boy, isn't Islam such a wonderful, peaceful religion? You know what? It doesn't matter whether they're Arab Muslims or Black Muslims. If they're from the Middle East, if they're from Africa, if you're not a Muslim, they will kill you. <laughs> but isn't it just a wonderful, peaceful religion? You know, I said nice stuff about it. But you know what? The guys I was talking to <laughs> they, they knew what I meant. They—they—they you know, they, they took it for what it was—pure sarcasm. But you know, I'm not. You know, I, I get just irritated. Our president and President Bush did the same thing too. They all want to get up and talk about how wonderful Islam is all the time. And that's a lie. When these guys get up and say that, they ought to get shouted down so bad. Audiences ought to just get up and clear the place. out, and get out there and leave. The news media ought to shut off the cameras and walk out. And you know what? They'd quit doing it. They would quit doing it, but we sit there and we listen. And we, we can't do that. They will take that as acceptance and we are now partaking in their evil deeds because we were silent. Because we said nothing. Right before the service, me and Brother Lonnie were talking about vowing vows. uh, And how uh, in the Old Testament, if if a woman vowed a vow and her father was there or if she was married and her husband was there and the husband didn't say anything, then whatever vow she made, she had to keep it. Because that husband's silence was a consent. That him not saying anything told everyone that he approved of what she was saying and therefore, she was stuck with it. Now, if the husband heard her say it, or the father, he could say no. If he spoke up, then he could, he could put a stop to it right there. But his silence, it was consent. And our silence, we are consenting to a much evil and emboldening evil because we don't say anything. And I'm, listen, I don't, I'm not saying we've got to be ignorant. I'm not saying we've got to be obnoxious. But you know, we need, we need to start running our mouth a little more than we are. I think we are erring on the side of silence than being too loud. And I think we need, we need some more noisy Christians out there that are just not going not gonna to put up with that. But another way we unknowingly support evil is really just by being polite to those in that act of doing evil. Okay, so I don't want to be rude. Okay, but listen, he said not to even bid them Godspeed, or you a partaker of their evil deeds. In other words, you know, a lot of times we're so polite, we won't even warn people when they're on the path to destruction. Colossians chapter three and verse five. Go ahead and turn over there. Colossians chapter three and verse five. I want to read a couple of verses to you here. It says, "...mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience." Did you see all those things were mentioned that God told us not to do? He told us not to do those things. And He said the reason why is because the wrath of God is coming on those who do those things. And boy, as Christians, we're so politically correct. We're so polite. People will be doing all these horrible things, and what do we do? We're polite. We consent to it. We will go and, you know, we I want to be nice. We'll go and when people, you know, are are living in sin and you know having children out of wedlock, you know, we go and do all the you know baby showers and things for them. You know, congratulating them. Oh, you know, some girl gets pregnant out of wedlock. Oh, congratulations! Isn't that wonderful? You know, being trying trying to be polite. And listen, I'm not saying you got to go calling her names and stuff. But listen, we can't we can't be blessing that. We can't be acting like everything's okay. The wrath of God is coming on those people. If they don't get right with God, they're going to have a rough life that child is going to have a rough existence. If those parents aren't willing to be committed to each other, that kid's going to grow up in a broken home. It's, there's going to be all kinds of problems. I mean, it the wrath of God is coming on those people. I don't want to be rude. And I'm not saying we have to go around correcting everybody. But I am saying we cannot get caught up in trying to be polite and making sure we don't offend anybody just because... You know, we don't want people getting mad at us. Well, we're we're consenting to it. We're and we're partaking in the evil. You know, whenever I know about whenever there's people that are shacking up together, living together like married people, and then they go and decide to go ahead and get married, I don't go to those weddings. Okay? I don't go and watch that woman walk down the aisle in a white wedding dress, represents purity, and then go and basically you know, have a ceremony that symbolizes, you know, that God joining them two together when they've already been joined to each other in the wrong kind of way. I'm not going to go watch them do that. They ought to go to a courthouse and just make themselves legal with the judge. That, that, that's what they ought to do. And I'm not going to go and act like, oh, isn't this wonderful? Isn't this great what these people are doing? No, they did it all wrong. They were supposed to get married before. And it's not right but we us you know, I don't want to be rude. I'm not telling you you got to be rude, but you know what? I don't have to be polite. I don't have to go to the wedding. I don't have to act like everything's okay. Listen, I'm not trying to control the world. I'm not trying to control what everybody does, but I am not going to support evil. I am not the wrath of God is coming on people for this. And we're supposed to act like everything's okay? We're supposed to be nice? You know, to the homosexuals, we're supposed to, you know, be friendly and be supportive of them. Why? The wrath of God is coming on them for that. We don't have to do that. And, you know, we're, we're supposed to warn people that are on the path of destruction. Ah, but they're having so much fun on that path of destruction. You ought to warn them anyway. Okay? If people are driving on a road that has a bridge out, Look at those people. They're out on that. You know, they're out on a nice Sunday drive, just enjoying the day. I don't want to tell them the bridge is out. I know this is a, you know stupid example, but you know we'll let people go off a bridge and fall to their destruction because we're just afraid of upsetting their day. And that's just how selfish we are. Because you know what? I mean, you do. It, it gets uncomfortable. You know, nobody likes being disliked. Nobody likes when people are mad at them. And we especially don't like it when everybody makes us out to be the bad guy. And if you stand for right, you're going to be the bad guy in this world. And that's just the way it is. But we're supposed to be walking in truth and us not warning people, trying to be polite without even realizing it, we are showing our approval and we're partaking in the evil. And I believe that's one of the reasons people are so comfortable doing all the evil that they're doing today is because... Nobody says anything, and not only do we not say anything. I mean, we. I mean, a lot of Christian people. I've seen it before, you know, with these weddings and things, where they just go all nuts, you know, just praising these people and acting like it's all wonderful what they're doing, and just basically encouraging them in their evil. You know, if if two people are shacking up with each other, and they come to me and tell me that they're having, you know, they're going to have a baby, I'm not going to say congratulations. You're rude. I'm not going to tell them that. Say, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bless that. You know, I'm. I'm going to say, oh, <laughs> or I'm going to, you know, I mean, you know, I, I'll make faces like that. You know, oh, you guys are married. You know, I'll, 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 I'll do some of that stuff. Oh, you're going to make people feel uncomfortable. They're on the road to destruction. Okay? And the road to destruction is sometimes a comfortable, pleasant path. But we're supposed to warn people. And you're a jerk. Okay, fine, I'm a jerk. But I'm not going to partake in their evil deeds. And I'm not go- Because you know what? If people see me doing that, being all encouraging and wonderful to those people, it might encourage somebody else to go ahead and do the same thing. Oh man, everybody was accepting of them when they did it. Everybody thought they were wonderful when they did that. And I've seen that before in churches. Christians today, they've gotten so caught up in this no judging thing okay that they don't even understand what that passage in the Bible even means. They've gotten so caught up in this thing, they go out of their way to be overly nice to the most backslidden, rebellious people. And it's like, you know, if you want to gain popularity status in a lot of churches... Just go do a bunch of wicked stuff, and it's like everybody they want they want to be accepting, and that's their way of helping people by encouraging them in their sin. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not. They can call me a jerk. That's fine, but also another way that we partake in evil is just by supporting the institutions that are doing evil. Okay, you know how do we do that? Well, go go to Proverbs chapter three and verse thirty-three. Proverbs three in verse thirty-three. There's a lot of different scriptures that we can go to on this. We're not going to go to all of them, but it says the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. Okay. Notice how. Notice that the curse of the Lord is in the habitation of the wicked. Okay, what's the wicked? Well, that's somebody who's lawless. That's people who just they don't have any rules or they live by their own rules. That's pretty popular today to just live by their own rules. And the Bible says that the curse of the Lord is there. Where? In their habitation. Why? Why is it in their habitation? Is it because their house is cursed? Is it because they moved into a house that's built on a cemetery and it's haunted or something? No, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with what goes on in that house. And the curse of the Lord is there. And just look at some of the places around here that are, I mean, cursed as all get out. For example, the bars. Okay? The curse of the Lord is in those places. Who hath, whoa, that's a curse. He that tarrieth long at the wine. Well, who does it? What do you think people are doing at those bars? I just go there because the food's good. Well, you know what? You walking in there, your presence somewhere shows your approval of that place. If you see somebody going somewhere to eat or whatever, you assume they like that place. They think that place is good. That's why they go there all the time. Your presence, it says something, your presence here at church shows tells people that you approve of what's going on in this church. Your presence does that all by itself. And just look at the places where just absolute wickedness goes on. That's why I just can't bring myself to go into a movie theater. I'm going in to watch a G-rated movie. But you know what? They practically pay pornography on those movies, screens, in those same places. I mean, we got the one movie theater that they just redid there in Sterling that not only does it play all the filth and the trash, they got a stinking bar in the place. Well, I'm not going for the alcohol. I'm not going for the you know, I'm going for the G rated movie. But you know what? That place is cursed. They are promoting wickedness there. They got the alcohol, they got the filth, they're turning people into perverts in those places. And I mean I just I can't even imagine just going, you know, and watching that stuff in the privacy of my own home, but in the midst of a crowd? To sit there and just watch that kind of filth? I, I can't even imagine doing that kind of thing. Well, I'm not going there for that. But you know what? We'll go and we'll give those places money so they can continue to show that kind of filth. So they can t- continue to bring a curse on our society and to turn people into perverts. And we're all for it. And so, you know Am I sinning if I go there and I watch something that's not bad? If you watch something that's not bad, that's not a sin, but you are supporting a place that is a, is cursed. You're supporting a place that is just filling people's heads with wickedness. And I have to say that we're partaking in the evil. You know, if these movie theaters were empty all the time, they're going to shut down eventually. If the bars were empty, they would shut down Eventually. A lot of these churches that are preaching false doctrine and have just are completely I mean gone away from God and turned after Satan, if nobody was in those places, they would shut down. But we go there, and just us sitting in there, it shows that we support it. Your your presence does that all by itself. Proverbs chapter thirteen and verse twenty says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. If you surround yourself by fools, you're going to get in trouble. A companion of fools shall be destroyed. You don't even have to be the fool. But you know what? If you if you surround yourself with fools, it's gonna it's gonna come back and it's gonna end up getting you. And if we go places that are full of fools, if we go places that are creating fools, it's gonna get you in trouble too. And hopefully since you, you, know, you know doctrine, you know what the Bible says, but you go hanging out in one of these churches thinking, I know enough, I'll be okay. Listen, those people there are fools if they believe that stuff. Well, I don't believe it, but you go there and you hang around them, you're going to end up, it's going to end up rubbing off on you. You're going to end up being destroyed to a companion of fools. Why do we want to go and inhabit the places that are cursed? Lawless places. that's what that's what wicked means. Lawless. And let me tell you, these movie theaters are completely lawless. They're like, nope, nope, wait a minute. That's a lie. Because you know what? Before they can play movies, they've got to be rated by the, you know, rating association. And they have rules that they have to follow. And they they'll only play things up to rated R. So they don't do the really bad stuff. But let me tell you something. Rated R is horrible what they are able to show on there. If you ask me, it's lawless, okay? As far as Bible standards go, it's completely lawless. Yeah, they got their own law, they got their own rules. They can only cuss this many times or whatever. It's lawless. It's wicked and it's it's cursed. And I don't want to support it. I don't want to encourage what they're doing. I want to discourage it. I want to see it fail. I want to see it fold up. And I'm not going to allow my presence to help it in any way. And I believe that's something we ought to do. But we, you know, we attend these people's events. Psalms chapter 26, Psalms chapter 26, in verse one, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocency. So will I compass thine altar, O Lord. He didn't say I'm not going to do these things with it. He said I'm not even going to sit with them. I'm not going to be, he said, I, you know, I hate the congregation, okay that that group that's running. I'm not going to take part in that. And you know what? He said that silence once again. It's like, all right, so should we go, you know, President Obama, if he shows up in town to make a speech, does that mean we shouldn't even go? Well, if you're going to be silent, yes, you shouldn't even go. Now, if you want to go there and show your opposition, absolutely. you know go ahead, but make sure people know. Where you're at on that? Don't be in the congregation. I'm not going to do that because you know what? Crowds say a lot. They love seeing big crowds at these events. Don't go and participate. Don't go just to watch out of curiosity. Okay. If there's a rock concert in town, you know one of the things that's going to determine whether it's a success or not is how big of a crowd they have. And let's say I decide I'm going to show up there. You know, I, I just, I'm just going to go because I'm going to preach a message against rock music and I need some good material. I need some good illustrations. And so I'm, just, I'm going there to criticize everything that they're doing in my next message. But here's the thing. I'm adding to the crowd. Making it more of a success. What I would like to see if they have a rock concert in town is nobody show up. If nobody shows up at these people's concerts. Think about you know guys like... I mean, just people who have just brought our society down... You know, I mean, when you think about just you know the the scum of Hollywood, I mean, just the most worthless, vile people. When you when you think about the stinking Kardashian crowd, okay? I don't know why they're popular. I don't know why I can't walk through Walmart without seeing one of them on a magazine in front of the store. I don't know who cares about these people and reads about them all the time. I don't know why they have to come up on the news all the time. They're they're worthless. They're vile. They're just. They've never done anything good, but you know what? They're rich and they're successful and they're always being shown in all these things because people are paying attention to them. If one of them showed up in town tonight at some event, there would be a huge crowd there. And you know what that does? That encourages them to continue being the weirdos that they are. You know, Just think about Michael Jackson. If after he started doing all that stuff to make himself look like a freak, if everybody would have just quit showing up. You know, maybe he wouldn't have looked like his nose was about to fall off before he died. You know, maybe he wouldn't have turned pure white like he did and just I mean, just what a freak. And but he kept having these huge crowds. Even after he the guy finally OD'd like they all do. I mean he still had these huge crowds at his funeral and stuff. What does that do? That encourages other people to be freaks. People saw that man, look at how much everybody loves him. And then other people, they want that kind of acceptance too. And it does. It motivates other people to be freaks. It motivates other people to be perverts. And we can't do that. We cannot allow ourselves to be seen in those crowds in any way. We do not want our presence look appearing to be support for something that's evil. And your presence shows support. Uh, another way that we do that too is, I mean, even just by um, visiting someone's websites. Okay, one of the biggest things these days that people are working at to get popular and acceptance, it's through things like internet. And listen, even just you know watching people's YouTube videos, you know, you know the, whatever evil they're promoting on there, you watching their video, you're partaking in the evil. Thing. You say, how is that? Because what's the main thing people are hoping for when they put videos on YouTube? They want to get that big number of views. These people are just wanting attention. And when these people that are getting millions of views for putting their trash on there, you know what it does? It encourages them to put on more trash. And then other people look at that. People who are normal people that didn't put the trash on there. Oh man, I only got a, you know 100 views. He got a million views. You know what? My life's all about getting attention, and it seems like you get more for being trashy. So I'm going to go and do the trash too. And us, just if you just, you know you clicking on there and making that number go up, you're participating in the evil that they're promoting on those things. They will say, well, I'm against it. They don't care. You know, listen, they don't even care if you get on there and you say you don't like it. They don't even care if you get on there and make a negative comment about. They just want attention. And you going on there, if you go on YouTube and you make a negative comment about a movie, people who follow you will see, hey, he, he commented negatively on this video. I wonder what was so bad about it. I'm going to go watch it too. And you doing that caused somebody else to watch that video, making that number go up again, encouraging those people even more. Just, you know, people, they, they count, they, you know, they have counters to see how many people are visiting their websites. It's all about attention for these people. I mean, it's amazing how desperate people are. You know, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, it's all about how many friends can I get? And when you have people... I heard a while back, I think it was Katy Perry. She like had the most Facebook friends or something out of anybody. And you know what? She's a, she is weird. She's another freak. And other people who want to be... who get attention too, they're well, all right, you know, if I if I want attention apparently, I got to do what she does. And you know what? All those people that just followed her on Twitter, they participated in the evil that she promotes. And we can't do that. Well, I'm just doing it cuz I want to keep an eye on these people. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to follow President Obama on Twitter. Listen, he should have two followers. Michelle and Joe Biden. I mean, that guy's the only—he's the only other one that should be dumb enough to follow a guy like that. But you know, when they're getting those millions, it looks like approval. The Pope—he started—he when he started, opened his Twitter account, he had a huge number of followers. I mean, after the first day, and what did that? And the news media was talking about it. Wow, how popular the Pope is! And what does that do? That just—that encourages him. That motivates them to continue lying to the world and promoting the wickedness that he does, and following these people. All of that, if we are participating in their evil deeds. Second Corinthians chapter ten and verse twelve. Notice this verse, and you say you're yeah, you're pushing this verse a little bit. I think this this applies because, like I said, every time you watch those videos, it adds to that number. Every time you follow somebody, it adds to their number of followers. The number, the number, the number. They're all about the numbers. This many people visited my website. This many people commented. I mean, this is what it's all about today. But notice what 2 Corinthians 10.12 says, "...for we dare not make ourselves of the number, or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise." Okay, and what it's saying here, I know this isn't talking about numbers on YouTube or whatever like that, but it's saying we don't want to get grouped with that number of people that that believe all these things that are comparing themselves among ourselves. We don't want to be in that category. We don't want to be in that number. And I wonder how many wicked videos are out there, how many wicked websites that Christian people have got on They've watched it. They looked at it, and we made ourselves of the number. Wow! This video got 10 million views. They, these people are great. America loves the world. The world loves these people. And you know what? We made ourselves of that number. We contributed to it. We added to it. We made it look, you know, better. You know, I wonder how many people in here are of the number. Of the Charlie bit my finger, okay? I mean, you know, we've probably all seen that one before. You know, hey, at least that, that one's not evil, but you're of the number. That I think that's one of the most popular ones ever. And you know what? People, they're, they're, they're trying for that. They want to be a part of that. And many Christian people, we have encouraged it. We have encouraged evil by being of the number, by watching those things. And we don't even realize it. But listen, it's a natural human instinct to try to get others to do what you're doing, whether it's good or bad. And your participation in sin will always make others more likely to do the same thing. And it goes back to the first sin. Remember what Eve did after she ate the fruit? What was the first thing that Eve did after she ate the fruit? She gave it to her husband. And he did eat. People don't want to sin by themselves. They don't want to be alone. And the next time, one of these rock and roller weirdos, okay, you know, at work, they, they play like all the popular hit songs, uh, you know, over the speaker all the time. And these songs are so stupid and so pointless. I mean, they, they make no sense. Some of them they sing the same line just over and over and over again. It's annoying, it's obnoxious. And I remember I was, I was somewhere and the news was on. And they were talking about the Grammys or one of those music award events. And they were showing uh, all these people that had won awards, and they were showing some of these songs that won awards. And I'm ashamed to say, I recognize some of those songs because I hear them at work. And not only was I flabbergasted that that stupid song won an award, but when I saw the freaks that were singing it, I thought... How did those people not get locked up and thrown, you know, them throw the key away? Those people are Fruit Loops. I mean, just nuts. And I, I, I could not, I could not believe it. It's like when those people get out and they sing those songs, people ought to get freaked out and run out of buildings. That's what ought to happen, but they don't. They stay, and somehow, I don't know. Maybe if I watched it enough, I would start to appreciate it. But I don't want to appreciate that. I don't want to have anything to do with that. And I, I saw the one guy that was singing this one song that I just I get irritated to even hear. I can't stand it. And I mean that guy was so queer looking. It wasn't even funny. And I'm just, you know what? And he, but he won awards. And so now other people are going to go try to be a freak like him. And it's a, it's a, it's a shame. I was. There was there's one song you know. Fortunately, I can't understand the words half the time, but there was this one just absolutely you know, annoying song that was always getting sung. And I remember we were at one of the kids' recitals, and some girl got up and sang this song that I just, I mean, just this stupid song. I don't even want to say what it is because. If I do, you might want to look this song up and you'll look it up on YouTube and you'll add yourself to the number of those. But this, this song, I, on that same news thing, they were promoting it and it made me even more sick when I found out that this song that won all these awards, it was like the big runaway winner. And I'm giving you all these hints, you may figure it out. You know, don't, don't try to figure it out. But that song was a song a guy wrote about a guy who left him. Making me even more disgusted and sick. That wins awards? I thought those people were a small minority. And yet, they can write a song about that and it's a runaway winner at all these awards things? Who's listening to that? Obviously a lot of people. And you know what? Apparently the homo songs are the big hits. And it's all about the money. It's all about the popularity. So I wonder how many other people. I'm going to write a homo song. We don't want more homo songs. And so I'm not, going to, I'm not going to listen to any of them. And you doing that, paying attention, adding yourself to the number, you're encouraging it. And we are partaking in the evil. And that is the last thing that we ought to do. We need to be a force against that. And we need to start making ourselves the number that are doing right. And we've got to just avoid that trash all we can. Don't be a part of it. Don't make yourself of the number. Don't allow yourself to be in the presence. We need to be in direct opposition to these things. And so, Lord spoke. Or let's go ahead and stand together at this time. Lord spoke your heart and have a verse of invitation, give you an opportunity to come. Listen, said I. I was looking at this. I was like, yeah, I can see how I've.